When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Relentless Daring on Podbean.com. Welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is Relentless Daring live on Podbean.com and the Podbean app. Uh, check out who's all popping into the uh, chat room up here. We have Scuba Steve. We have the dude. Ah, uh, yes. The big Lebowski has joined the room and he abides hell to the year. So before I start, I got to say, first of all, I'd like to give a shout out to sponsor the show Built Bars. Uh, If you have not had Built Bars, they are an absolute amazing product. Um, We just started uh, ordering them and oh my God, the mint brownie, the caramel brownie, the German chocolate cake are all freaking amazing. Uh, if you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code RELENTLESS, you will save 10% on your order. That's at BuiltBar.com. Use promo code RELENTLESS to save 10%. All right. So, and apparently the dude is pushing his his uh, Caucasian Asians, I believe is uh, what he said in the movie. Shout out to the white Russians. Uh, but, um... First and foremost, the biggest news out of the week with uh, Donald Trump coming off of his uh, hospitalization for the Rona. Aunt Nancy has decided that, well, we need to start looking at um, a commission on what to do if the president is not able to fulfill his duties and to discharge his uh discharge the duties of his office now usually like in the event of say uh presidents who have had uh colonoscopies and they've had to be sedated this is something that has not something that's not new uh when reagan had been shot and was in the hospital because we did not uh or because we didn't know exactly what was going to happen Vice President George H.W. Bush, what he took over temporarily as president per the 25th Amendment. Now, the thing is, when Nancy Pelosi came out and she announced they were doing this, everyone immediately said, oh, my God, it's another way to go after Donald Trump. And at first I was like that, too. But then I started thinking about it. How concerned about Joe Biden's ability to perform his duties as president are they that they're coming out before the election and looking at ways to 
Well, if he's not able to, because I mean, he's starting to show signs of dementia. He's 75 or he's, he'll be 78 years old when he's inaugurated. So suddenly this becomes a big deal. Something they haven't really had to think about really since Reagan. Because, you know, at the time, Reagan was the oldest person to be elected president. And so it was kind of a thing, you know, and then, you know, George Herbert Walker Bush wasn't exactly a spring chicken either. Anyways, the Washington Post. Yeah, I know it's crazy. I'm actually using the post. Uh, Pelosi embraces bill on presidential succession succession raises a question about Trump's health. Again, that's from the Post. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi on Friday backed creation of a congressionally appointed commission that would determine whether a president is capable of performing his duties, insisting that wasn't specifically about President Trump, while suggesting that his recent diagnosis was the motivation for it. Again, a vice president taking over because the president has been incapacitated is something, you know, is something that's happened on several occasions following the the ratification of the Twenty Fifth Amendment. Again, Reagan was shot, and while he was in the hospital prior to coming to, George Herbert Walker assumed the duties of president. Again, in uh, other occasions. Uh, Dick Cheney's held it while President Bush went un- went under for sedation for a colonoscopy. I mean, these are things that happen a somewhat regular basis, or regular enough that's not unheard of and it's not unusual. Uh, Pelosi said Trump's coronavirus infection has raised questions about presidential succession, which is governed by the 25th Amendment of the Constitution. To the Constitution, Trump spent last weekend at Walter Reed National Medical Center setting off a flurry of inquiries about whether Vice President Pence would assume authority even temporarily. Yes, uh, I have a three-year-old in the chat room. I want to show. Click this little button right here. Tony is amused that I said the name Dick. Not like I called him a called him that. Come on now. Do we have to act like five-year-olds? Seriously. <laughs> Made you look and read it. And yes, he does. Uh, you see what I have to deal with every week? Crazy, crazy chair force guys. Uh, quote, this is not about President Trump. He will face judgment of the voters but he shows the need for us to create a process for future presidents, which a lot of that is already written into the amendment. Uh, in fact, if you try to use the 25th Amendment because you think the president's fallen off, uh, his cheese has slipped off his cracker, if you, if you may, it is spelled out what the cabinet and Congress can do to get it changed over or to, you know, move, have him removed from office under the powers of the amendment. And it's, uh, it's a circus to say the least. 
Because unless you have a veto-proof House and Senate, all the president has to do is go, nah, bruh, I'm good, veto, and he stays in office. Literally, the president would have to be Woodrow Wilson, and his wife is, you know, using him as basically a meat puppet because he had a stroke and is completely unable to fulfill his duties as president. That's the reason why he didn't run for a third term, which was still legal when that met when he was a president. Uh, she later added, the legislation applies to future presidents, but we are reminded of the necessity of action by the health of the current president, who at the time had already been showing uh, testing positive for antibodies and having been on the, uh, the remdesivir and some of the other treatments available to the president because, you know, he's the president. If he tells the FDA, hey, you're going to give me this medicine, he can do that. And also, it's one of those weird things that eh, pretty much anybody who has the Rona, again, this is up to them and their doctor, not between them, the doctor, and the federal government or the state government. It is. If the doctor says, you know what, we caught it early, you're not really showing signs or symptoms, so we're going to give you hydroxychloroquine, that should be up to the doctor. There shouldn't be some yahoo up at the state capitol saying, yeah, you can't use that because you can kill them because it's been known to cause heart issues. Why, why yes, uh, bureaucrat Jimmy at the capitol, we know it's been known to cause heart conditions when you give too much of it. If you give more than the therapeutic amount, that's where the... Oh, he's excited because I said hydroxychloroquine. But I know, and this is probably going to get... I'm trying to get this done so it'll go on YouTube and I have video recording right now. So it's probably going to run through their algorithm. They're going to hear the hear the word hydroxychloroquine and then the video is going to get blacklisted. and Oh, it's a whole big mess. But, again, the president has shown that he's made a nearly full recovery. <laughs> Who are you seeing? Dr. Kevorkian? That'll kill you, according to the experts on TV. Yeah, I know. I, I, would, I love the experts on TV just because they're so expertly and stuff. But, you know, what do they know? They've only been to all this medical school, and for some reason, they always seem to go with the uh, the politically convenient information, not necessarily the scientifically accurate information. But anywho's, uh, this, uh, uh, Pelosi's comments and her abrasive legislation come against the backdrop of Trump's dismissiveness about the threat of coronavirus and his erratic response to negotiations on a federal relief package. I don't know what that has anything to do with coronavirus, but uh, he has told Congress, if you send me a clean bill, the $1,200 stimulus check for, you know, like they did the last time around, but without all the additional spending attached to it, he would sign it. 
And then when they won't give him a clean bill, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Mr. President, uh, we want all the we want all the pork attached to it because we have all these people we want to give money to because well why we're giving the money, Nancy. First of all, put the bottle of vodka down. Nine a.m. is way too early to start drinking, unless you're still drinking from the night before. And that's something totally different. But no, you know. When Rachel Bade here at the uh, Post says that <laughs> uh, Scuba Steve says like hell it is. Apparently he believes in the he believes in the early morning drinking. She isn't as drunk. She isn't as think as you drunk she is. And you know what do I know? Sitting here with a nice little glass of uh, Basil Hayden mm, bourbon. After main talks earlier this week, Trump said Friday he wants a major deal with Pelosi in Congress. Quote, I would like to see I would like to see a bigger stimulus package, frankly, than either Democrats or Republicans are offering. You know, bigger, bigger is ba- better. I'm going going the exact opposite now, okay? End quote. He said in an interview with syndicated radio host Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, you know, the same interview where he may have accidentally dropped an F-bomb. But then again, he was talking about Iran, so F them because it's Iran and nobody likes Iran because uh, they're a bunch of uh, terrorist funding yahoos. In the same wide-ranging interview, the president referred to Pelosi's efforts on legislation to create the commission, saying, quote, she's gone crazy. She's a nut job. End quote. Uh, Pelosi declined to comment on the status of the relief talks Friday morning news conference. Uh, the 25th Amendment formalized that the pre- vice president takes over the duties of the presidency in the event of a president's death and ability to perform his duties or resignation from office. It also lays out a process by which a sitting president's powers may be removed. Congress's role, however, is limited. Uh, Scuba Steve says that Sailors drink all night and go right back to work. Yeah, well, I know soldiers who do that too. I don't know how many uh don't know how many uh five mile runs I've seen on where every where you see like half the platoon is puking because and it all smells like a brewery. It's the darnest thing. Uh Pelosi endorsed legislation by Representative Jamie B. Raskin, Democrat from Maryland. Go figure. That would create a bipartisan commission on presidential capacity to discharge the powers and duties of office. Oh, my God. I would hate to see that on a business card. Another monkey show full of bananas has joined the chat. I'm saying that just because it's a very interesting name. And it caught my attention. You have to excuse me. I'm kind of a kind of ADD <gasps> squirrel. Yeah, did it, did it. Pelosi endorsed legislation. Oh, yeah, to help ensure effective and uninterrupted leadership in the presidency. 
The commission would be composed of medical professionals and former high-ranking executives selected equally by Republicans and Democrats. <laughs> they believe it. They, they, they believe their own. They're ridiculous. They love the flavor of their own Kool-Aid. Uh, commission would work in concert with the vice president to determine if a president were unfit to serve. <laughs> there, there's still a lot, of, uh, a lot of sidebar chat on drinking and when one stops or not. Apparently, Steve only stops when the bottle runs out. And of course, then he goes to get a new bottle. It's kind of like when uh, back before I actually quit smoking, sm quit smoking. And it's like, oh, I. I, I quit smoking every time I finish a cigarette. <laughs> Tony says the ADD is why I show up. Yeah, except I actually have do the uh, the Alex Jones rustling of the papers because I have something to actually go off of right now. Ha! Uh, while Pelosi declined to say if Trump had reached a state she argued that medications he has taken could impair his judgment. <laughs> medications that he is taking could impair his judgment. Like the Smirnoff you drink on the daily has never impaired your judgment, Aunt Nancy. Earlier in the week, she specifically called out his use of steroids that she said may be having an effect on his mental abilities. Um, they were prescribed by a doctor with a legitimate medical purpose for using them. I don't think he was roid raging. And even then, there was one doctor on TV is, oh, I've seen this on high dose steroids before. They they take certain steroids in high doses to fight an infection or to fight this, that, or the other. And it causes a, a euphoria. I just came off prednisone not too long ago because of an ankle. I'm not going to call it an injury. The issues with my ankle. I was so glad to be off the prednisone because there was no euphoria. It was me being very, very angry and trying not to stab people in the face with blunt objects. Scuba Steve says, who in their right mind drinks Smirnoff? Um, I don't know. You're right. She's a congresswoman. She probably drinks something much, much further high end. I mean, she, she's, she's not Smirnoff. She's, she's hers. Sure as hell ain't a, an aristocrat drinker. Blech. Of course, the only vodka that I have in my house right now is currently over my left shoulder. And it is a signed bottle of Crystal Head vodka that my wife got me 10 years ago while I was deployed. And Dan Aykroyd was doing a bottle signing on Fort Knox. Only vodka I have, and it will never be consumed. Anywho's, uh, clearly Trump's under medication. Any of us 
who are under medication of that seriousness is in an altered state. Um, I was hearing an interview with the white or with the capital pharmacist who is delivering medicines used to treat dementia to certain members of Congress. Yet you're concerned that the president being on prednisone or, well, he wasn't on prednisone. He was on an, on an inhaled corticosteroid. You're worried about that being an issue. But if you're in Congress with dementia, that's fine. Okay, Aunt Nancy. Uh, Pelosi has been known to try to go to the president, aware of his blusterous reactions can repel voters. In the past, he has accused Trump of engaging in a cover-up, implored his family to have an intervention over his behavior, and says she prays for his health. I'm sorry, I don't think praying for your health from... praying for someone's health when you're an unfaithful Christian is really going to get you anywhere. Uh, the latter of which infuriated the president. Uh, some Democrats view her full-throat endorsement of the rescue proposal as a bid to do the same. I honestly think the the biggest thing they would use it for is if Joe Biden were to win the election. And I say that because, well, you just look at Joe Biden and he's not all there. He, he is mo- kind of there a lot of the time. It's just... And he kind of gets off and he, he goes off on tangents worse than I do. Talking about corn pop and kids rubbing the, the hair on his legs that turn blonde in the sun. I don't even know anymore. But it's absolutely nuts to think that right now we're having to go through this. Because if Donald Trump wins re-election. This is what they will use to try to get rid of Donald Trump. And that will put Mike Pence in office. And I'm going to presume they're going, they have something lined out for Mike Pence already. If they're trying to work that hard to get Trump out of office, thinking that if Pence is God, Aunt Nancy will become the president. Uh, no, because when he becomes president, he's going to appoint a new vice president. So it's just going to be an endless chain. Now, wouldn't it be a, wouldn't it be funny if they ousted Donald Trump because he was supposedly not fit for duty? Mike Pence becomes the president. He gets to appoint whoever he wants as the president or as the vice president. Wouldn't it be funny if he appointed Trump as his vice president and then immediately resigned and put Donald Trump right back in office. It would be the greatest troll of the left in the history of trolls. It would be splendid. It would be huge, tremendous, better than China. It's just mind boggling that this is a constant thing. A VP appointment in that case is subject to majority approval in both chambers of Congress. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, so basically what you're saying is there wouldn't be a vice president because they would never approve of whoever vice president Pence 
pick to be his new vice president. That's interesting. Find ourselves in a constitutional crisis with the House and Senate fighting each other. Yeah, and again, we're still in the same constitutional crisis. Going back to the, uh, you know, the Amy Coney Barrett nomination, because ah, you, you can't, you can't appoint a, a Supreme Court nominee during an election year. Well, yeah, you can. Yeah, look what they had the when the Republicans were in charge of the Senate. Well, it's their role to advise and consent. And they did not consent. Now, I would have preferred they actually maybe had a hearing, maybe just gone straight to a vote. They they controlled the Senate. So, I mean, it wouldn't have been like the Democrats would have been able to get 60 votes anyways to, you know, actually seat Merrick Garland. So I'd be like, well, yeah, we, we voted. They didn't have enough votes. That's the end of the story. And now we're sitting here listening to all this crap go on and on and on. <sighs> it's just absolute insanity. I would say I've never heard of the House and Senate being like this before, but then again, the only reason I haven't is because I wasn't live in the 1850s, eight, early eight, you know, 1860, you know, the whole leading up to the Civil War thing, people getting beat to within an inch of their life in the well of the Senate. Yeah, it kind of worries me. That's what we're going to start seeing soon, the way things are going. Someone in the Senate's going to say something, say something kind of naughty and off-putting about, uh, Something very big that the Democrats care so much about. And next thing you know, some dude's going to whip out a cane and start beating someone. Tony says, I can accept that as long as it turns into a physical altercation. Hmm. We would see. We'd see. Um, anyway, I will take a quick break and I will be right back right after this. This is Tyler from Relentless Daring, and I am launching the brand new RelentlessDaring.com merch shop. Instead of having to go to a third-party vendor, now you can do everything right there at RelentlessDaring.com. If you want to buy merch, go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop, and there you can get hats, you can get t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups, you can get stickers. Go there today to show your love for the Relentless Daring podcast. And as always, stay relentless. the same cardboard flavored doormat textured protein bar how about drink mix packets for your water bottles that are full of artificial sweeteners tired of a whole regimen of pre-workout and protein shakes for your trip to the gym go to builtbar.com for their selection of great tasting protein bars built boost energy drink mixes and built go energy gels 
Built Bar offers 18 delicious flavors of protein bars with only four to five net carbs for you keto dieters, six flavors of Built Boost Energy Drink Mix, and three flavors of Built Go Energy Gel. Built Bars are made in America using real ingredients like honey and dark chocolate. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code RELENTLESS to save 10% and let them know you heard about them from Relentless Dairy. All right, so getting back into it, um, another story that's really starting to break that we really didn't hear a whole lot about, and it's kind of off-putting that we didn't, that this news is just now coming out. Um, the article from Real Clear Investigations. Now, Real Clear Politics, they can kind of be a little left of center, but this article, as is going through it, is pretty spot on and good journalism. And this is an article that uh, was published just yesterday, so it's fresh. <laughs> Happy Congress days, and may the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> oh, Steve. Yeah, the Libertarian Ninja has joined the chat. What's up, Ninja? Glad to see you here. Anywho's, uh, Nancy Pelosi and her husband take a big stake in CrowdStrike, the Democrat-connected linchpin of the Russia probe. Uh, cybersecurity firm CrowdStrike rose to global prominence in mid-June 2016 when it publicly accused Russia of hacking the DNC and stealing its data. Uh, the previously unknown company's explosive allegations set off a seismic chain of events that engulfs the U.S. national politics to this day. The Hillary Clinton campaign seized on CrowdStrike's claim by accusing Russia of meddling in the election to help Donald Trump. Uh, U.S. intelligence officials would soon also endorse CrowdStrike's allegation and pursue what amounted to a multi-year, all-consuming investigation of Russian interference and Trump's potential complicity. Uh, with the next president, presidential election now in its final weeks, Democrats' national leader, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, and her husband, Paul Pelosi, are endorsing the publicly traded firm in a different way. Uh, recent financial disclosure filings show the couple have invested nearly $1 million in CrowdStrike holdings. Ha, <laughs> There are no words to describe what is showing on the chat screen right now. No words to describe. Uh, the Pelosi purchased the stock a share price of $129.25 on September 3rd. At the time of this article's publication, the price has risen to $142.97. Um, so I did some math on this earlier. And they bought nearly seven, a little over 7,400 shares of CrowdStrike stock. And then you, you add the, uh, add up the difference in price from when they bought it to where it is now. And a little over a month, they have made nearly a, a little over a hundred 
$1,000 on their investment. I think it's like 106000 Now, maybe I'm reading a little much into it. But Congress has a really bad habit of, well, maybe they know something in advance, so then they they make the, so then they will, you know, play the stock market and, oh, well, we sold all that stock just in the nick of time, right before, right before the SEC, SEC had them shut down for XYZ reasons. Glad we, glad we got rid of all that Enron stock when we did. Or, huh, we just happened to get in on the ground floor when this, uh, when this tech company made their IPO, their initial public offering. And <laughs> how were we to know that it was going to, it was going to sell like gangbusters and you know, our our small investment would suddenly turn into a giant investment. That's crazy. Unfortunately, for a long time, that was a perfectly legal thing to do in Congress. You could in, you could enjoy the perks of inside trading and not get in trouble for it. Now, since uh, several investigative journalists wrote about it and brought it to the public's attention a few years ago. It's not so much of a thing and Congress has actually dealt with it and changed up a whole bunch of rules and uh, reporting and all that. But I really don't think there's a whole lot that's changed. You, The bribes are still there. They just look different. Uh, Drew Hamill, spokesman for the Pelosi for Pelosi, said Speaker Pelosi is not involved in her husband's investments. Uh huh. And was not aware of the investment until the required filing was made. Um, if I'm not mistaken, earlier this year, Democrats were losing their ever-loving minds over Republican senators and congressmen and women. Who were doing something similar? Oh, we sold all this crap right before the business went to, right before the business went down the crapper, or we made this big investment. All of a sudden, they won this huge government contract. And you know, there was one guy who it, it looked pretty dirty, and then there was a lady, uh, a female congresswoman. I don't remember who who any of these people are off the top of my head, and. She was divested from a lot of her husband's investment stuff, his hedge fund management and all that. So she really, she didn't know until they had to file the paperwork and, oh, well, I didn't realize we had that investment. It looks like it turned out well. But where are Republicans going crazy on this? Of course, it's in an article that was part of a Friday news dump. And there's a reason why they dump these kind of things on Fridays, because they want they want to get lost over the uh, 48 hours of news cycle that occurs between Saturday to Monday morning. 
Now, Mr. Pelosi is a private investor and has investments in a number of publicly traded companies. The speaker fully complies with House rules and its relevant statutory requirements. Now, Pelosi's sizable investment in CrowdStrike could revive scrutiny of the company's involvement in the Trump-Russia saga since the Democrats' 2016 election loss. And again, this is one of those things. And it goes on to point out that, you know, the, you know, CrowdStrike swore up and down. Oh, we have the forensics that shows that it was Russia that hacked the DNC. And, well, we told the FBI and blah, 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 blah. And then when they're trying to be subpoenaed by Congress about it, Oh, well, we are, you know, reasons and things. That's that stuff we just can't, we just can't provide. And when they do provide documentation, it's redacted. You know, names are blanked out and it's a shady. In fact, during congressional testimony, the, uh, the CEO, after saying we 100% know it was the Russians and we can prove it, his attorney was tapping him on the shoulder and go, dude, uh, no, no, no. Walk it back. Walk it back. Walk it back. And he ended up walking it back. Well, we don't know 100%. We kind of have a hunch it was them. And you know, his had a good attorney who uh, saved him from perjuring himself. <sighs> Some sometimes attorneys are good and they work for the benefit of everybody. Sometimes you need to kick them right in the shin because they ruin everything. Uh, Scuba Steve says, I'm absolutely positive Mr. Pelosi never takes random information his wife just has to bring up the dinner table and use that to make investment choices. Oh, no. I am sure that he is of the utmost moral character. And, you know, he would never, ever, ever, as a good practicing Catholic who supports abortion, ever do anything immoral and unethical with information his wife may bring home from work. Pardon me. Uh, better to tap him on the shoulder than to tap shoes under the stalls in a Minnesota airport, right? Oh, Tony, Tony, Tony. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> Mr. Pelosi is a saint. A saint, I tell you. Uh-huh. And I suppose you're going to take Mr. Pelosi out for a, a nice steak dinner and never call him again, right? I love pop culture references, even if no one else gets it. I just love it. I can drive my wife crazy with pop culture. She's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. It's like, I know that's 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 part of the inside joke. Uh, according to Esquire, I'm sure that's a bastion of uh, conservative investigation and reporting and opinion. When U.S. intelligence officials first accused Russia of conducting malicious cyber activity, uh, a senior U.S. government official personally alerted CrowdStrike co-founder Dmitry Alperovich. (laughs) 
Oh, a nice seafood dinner. Uh, I'm sorry. It's been a while since I have seen uh, Anchorman. You know, you get quotes wrong. It's what's what's that called? The Mandela effect. It's in your head a certain way, and then you go, you find out that you were wrong the entire time. Kind like, kind of like the the Luke "I am your father" line from Star Wars. Everyone's assume you know they they always quote Darth Vader, Luke, I am your father. N- no, it's not exactly how it goes, but thanks for playing. Yeah, uh, during the fateful July 2019 phone call that would later trigger impeachment proceedings, Trump asked Ukraine's Volodymyr Zelensky. Why don't they say President Zelensky? <laughs> President Zelensky, to scrutinize CrowdStrike's role in the DNC server breach, suggesting that the company may have been involved in hiding the real perpetrators. Well, I mean, it's already come out that the subsource that Christopher Steele used for uh, his now highly debunked dossier for Donald Trump a lot of it was um, a bunch of drunken conspiracy theories and fan fiction. Guys sitting around going, you know, in President or when Donald Trump in Russia, he likes to drink the vodka, take hookers back to back to hotel room. They pee all over him. What? Oh, it also turns out that, oh, he had actually been kicked out of the country once before. Uh, because the Russian government had him trying to recruit people who working at the White House to spy on the White House for Russia. <laughs> but, you know, no, 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 they would never, they would never use questionable means, blah, blah, blah. Like they would never take, uh, you know, take a, a Carter Page, who was an informant to the FBI because of dealings that he had in his line of work, where Russian nationals were approaching him, and he was going to the FBI and saying, "Hey, um, yeah, this person over here, I think they're trying to use me to gain information." And then, you know, they lie on the FBI lies on a uh, FISA more saying, no, 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 no. He's never been an asset. He's never been an intelligence asset ever. It's. Like I said, I'm just shocked that, you know, again, this is new stuff that just came out yesterday. Again, Friday news dump. So a lot of this is just buried and we'll honestly. It'll probably never make it anywhere past, you know, a couple of random people who stumbled across it like I did today when I was doing my show prep. So I had a couple of short stories here that I kind of want to get into before I close out. Um, one of the big problems we've seen it lately is judges not protecting 
protected speech. I know it's it's a it's a crazy thing, you know, the whole First Amendment. Well, a Catholic student who is uh the president of the student senate at Florida State University, go Knowles, or something like that. Mm, pardon me. Uh, he was in a private chat group, private chat room, discussing with other Catholic students his views on BLM, the Democrat Party, Antifa, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Jack Denton, the former president of the FSU Student Senate, was removed from his position by fellow senators in June over comments of his in a private group me chat forum for Catholic University students, which were subsequently circulated to another member of the Senate. Denton had expressed concerns at policy positions of certain groups, such as the ACLU and BlackLivesMatters.com contradicted church teaching on abortion, marriage, sexuality, and policing, and cautioned students to be aware of those positions before they donated to the group. So far, I don't see anything wrong that he did other than saying, you know, just, just check. And this is something that a lot of people say. You know, if you don't like AT&T giving the money from your bill to Planned Parenthood, Go with XYZ uh, cell phone company. I'll, I'll just say they're not paying me. I don't use them because looking at the service map, it doesn't look like they have good service where I'm at. But Patriot Mobile, Patriot Mobile, if you want them giving money to causes you believe, you know, give them your money for your cell phone service. It's the same thing. If you don't like your charity to spend, 90% of your donation on administrative costs don't give to that charity. It's basically what it's coming down to. Support the thing. He's telling these kids, these other students, hey, make sure you're supporting the people that support what we believe. He was subsequently accused of transphobia and racism. <gasps> racism. And, you know, you know how white fragility works. If it looks like a racist, if it sounds like a racist, if it declines its racist tendencies, it must be a racist. Or better yet, racists are made out of wood, wood floats, ducks also float. So if a person weighs the same as a duck, they are a racist and you may burn her. That is, so... He was transphobia and racism by fellow students, and after a first vote of no confidence in him failed, he was removed in another vote of the student senate on June 5th. <laughs> if it denounces racism, it's a racist. Yes, Steve, that is true. Uh, Judge Allen Windsor of the North Florida District Court ruled that Den's claim of a violation of his free speech rights had a likelihood of success. He ordered Florida State University to pay Denton for six hours of work per week, for the remainder of what would have been his term as a student senate president. Quote, to state the obvious, expressing one's religious views, as Denton did, is a constitutionally protected activity. And being removed from a student senate presidency, as Denton was, would chill someone from expressing himself, end quote. Not to mention, it also chills political speech. 
political speech is also protected. I hate to say racist speech is protected, and I hate to say it just because eh, no one likes racist speech. However, if someone tries to shut down someone saying the most god-awful, nasty garbage about people of another race, I will defend their right to be a dumbass and to say they're stupid, stupid garbage. <coughs> Pardon me. My phone's going crazy. Oh, I guess you're trying to read through a story and it just goes everywhere. Uh, Judge Grant Denton's motion for preliminary injunction part on Friday, ordering that he resume receiving a salary. However, he did not order that Denton be reinstated. Uh, which makes sense because, you know, as the judge said, had he, if he were to reinstate him as student Senate, it could produce tumult and chaos, and would, in fact, cause more harm than good. And, yeah, that's something, you know, which I think is good that, you know, the kid who was in a paid position got kicked out of it. Hey, it's hey-ho, let's go. Come on, if, if we're going to go for, uh, if we're going to go for the Ramones, we might as well get the words right. <clears throat> So that's good. A judge actually doing good things and, you know, protecting rights, upholding rights. It's something we don't see a whole. <laughs> that's what she said. That's what she said. Um, anyway, Last story. I got kind of. I got kind of hung up uh, listening to a Gad Sad interview where he talked about honey badgers. Well, I I found an interesting honey badger story. Uh, in this case, the ATF orders cease and desist on the manufacture of the popular honey badger AR pistol. Uh, this is a, a Daily Caller article, and. Uh, so, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives issued a gun manufacturer, QLLC, a cease and desist order to halt manufacture their Honey Badger AR pistol. A weapon, while initially sold as a pistol with an arm brace, has been reclassified as a short barrel rifle. <clears throat> Which also requires a registration and a $200 tax fee. Uh, thousands who already have the firearm in their possession in their possession may need to take steps to ensure they won't be classified as felons following the ruling the manufacturer said. <coughs> so basically, uh, the Honey Badger is an AR-style pistol. Now it's got a barrel less than 16 inches, so short short barrel rifle, and then a lot of these AR pistols come with an arm brace, which if you're not familiar, it's just it looks like a looks like a buttstock that you see on AR, except it's very short and it's got an opening in it so it can you know loop over your arm. That way, if you're shooting one-handed, you it's uh, the recoil is going to your arm and help stabilize the pistol. 
And so basically the ATF has found a back found a back way to um you know make a perfectly legal thing illegal. Kind of like when uh Democrats hear them talking about the gun show loophole. Well, there's not really a gun show loophole. The only loophole is that if a person engages in a private transaction, a sale of personal property from person A to person B, because person A has a gun for sale, none of the... Uh, None of the vendors will give him what he wants, but private individual B says, I really want one of those. How much are you asking? Oh, I am willing to pay that. A perfectly legal transfer of personal property from one to another. Now, they're all concerned that it could be a felon there trying to trying to buy something and they're not get they're not having a background check. That's why we need the universal background checks. Well, and now you're just trying to put the kibosh on private sellers actually being able to, you know, sell stuff. And now it, for me, if it's a person that I don't know wanting to buy something, I'd be a little wary. If it's a friend who I've known for a long time and I know they're not a felon, I know they are not com- have a conviction of domestic violence. If I know they have zero other things going against them that could prevent them from owning or possessing or purchasing a firearm, I will sell it to them. <coughs> I do have friends that are felons. They wanted to buy my, you know, my thousand yard rifle, guess what? I'm not going to sell it to them. It would be wrong. So this is one of those really annoying things that, you know, hopefully there's a work. They're able to find a way to make that stop. That way people who own the honey badger 300 blackout AR pistol don't end up having to go, well, crap, I'd find, find $200 and wait 18 months for my tax stamp to come in. Oh, it's ridiculousness. But what are you going to do? You know, aside from, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to register that. Womp, 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 womp. Oh, wait, I have one of these right here. No, you look like an idiot. Yep, I know. And my producer added again, thank you for keeping me in line, Mr. Producer. All right, so that's going to pretty much do it for the show today. Again, thank you all for everyone who tuned in, was in the uh, live chat up there. Glad you were here. If you are listening to this on the podcast, if you're listening to it on Stitcher, you can get on your computer, go to Stitcher.com, leave a review, leave a rating and review there. If you are listening on Apple Podcast, I know he's the worst producer ever. <laughs> that was a show. Womp, 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 womp. I see what you did there, Tony. Um, <laughs> uh, Libertarian Ninja lost his Honey Badger AR pistol in a boating accident. I know mine is at the bottom of a lake. Oh, I... 
hope I remember to take the string and the buoy off of it. Um, cause I hate for someone else to find it by mistake. It'd be horrible. Then they could get in trouble. It's a horrible thing. Anyways, if you are listening to this on Apple iTunes, remember go to Apple iTunes, leave a, make sure you subscribe. That way you get all of the, uh, you know, all the shows coming to you whenever they go live every week. Also then leave a five-star rating. That way it helps the algorithms find more people like you to check me out. And Hey, I like it when people check me out. It makes me feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then leave a nice review. Say something nice. That way when people see it pop up as a recommended show, they go, oh, look, you know, people generally like him. Except for that one guy. There's always that one guy. Anywho's, after you do that, be sure to share the show. Send the link to someone who you think will like the show. Send the link to someone you think will hate the show because they're stark raving liberal loonies and you just want to drive them crazy. I'm a fan of helping out the crazy people get crazier. Anyways, that's going to do it. Again, thank you so very much. Also, go to RelentlessDaring.com. There you can get merch. You can uh, donate to the show. There's a link at the top of the page. Click donate. It goes through PayPal. Everything that you buy through the merch shop or that you donate, it goes to keeping the show on the air. On the radios. <laughs> Tony does not like it when he checks me out. Well, the last time you were in Missouri, you stayed way the hell away from me and you wouldn't check me out. Ugh, how rude. Anyways, again, thank you so very much. Everything that goes into donations, it goes into merch. It goes back in the show. Keep this thing rolling just for you. Anyways, thank you so very much for listening. And as always, stay relentless. <laughs>